podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Okay, something monkey. It's pretty incredible. Welcome to the Movie, Movie Podcast, everybody. Episode number 64. It's Monday, August the 31st. Who knew? This has been a while. I, I forgot where I was. In the, so that was a new thing, and now I don't remember how to do the intro anymore. Uh, I'm Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. Hi, I'm still Russ. Uh, Alex. Howdy. And Peter. Wow, this, I was saved for last. Oh, this is a brand new thing to do. Uh, so we have got some stuff. It's been a while, guys. Yeah. 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 So let's just jump right into it with Mission <laughs> Impossible Rogue Nation. Whoa, I didn't expect that we were going to move that fast. So I didn't have what I needed, <laughs> but I am all over We literally talked about it before the show. Yeah, the but I, I didn't, like, off. have uh, the internet open. Yeah. No, Tick says it's been a while, and then you agreed, and then Alex agreed, and there's this, like, weird moment I think I was supposed to agree to. Yeah, there's yeah, just, dude. like, a lull. Now, if you had just agreed, I probably would have had the time to get to IMDb. <laughs> But I now I don't. Like, we're this past is... the time, which it, it makes sense for someone to need to get to IMDb. <laughs> well, you know put in like an eye into a browser, and it's like the first thing that pops up. It's it's we're all rusty. Well, I'm there now. So okay, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Ethan and team take on <laughs> their most impossible mission yet: eradicating the syndicate. An international rogue organization as highly skilled as they are committed to destroying the IMF. Okay, now I remember the movie. I kind of remember it now. There's that lady, and you can't trust her, maybe, for a little while? Yeah, but then you can. Then you sort of can, and there's that underwater sequence. Uh, that was pretty cool. Now, is that the scary that was great. thing that, that Tom Cruise did in this one? No, that was being strapped to the outside of an airplane that took off. But I thought he also did the underwater thing. He did yeah, he that, did he did that as well. Stuff. But I'm assuming... Like I don't like I don't know if that wasn't like a one take situation. I don't think the uh, yeah 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 the underwater thing. Yeah. Well, the underwater. Well, good thing Birdman wasn't directing it because it was <laughs> one shot. Oh, there it is. You mean Alejandro <laughs> Inarritu? No, he means no, actual I, Birdman. I mean the actual. He means Harvey Birdman. Yeah, attorney at law. We're, we're we're at a weird point for the Mission Impossible's that we kind of just talked about this before we started recording uh, a little bit. Is that you can. I kind of forgot it as well. It's I granted it's been a couple of weeks and I've seen a lot of other stuff, but it's 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 that weird part in a franchise in which we expect greatness. Yeah, we were delivered it, but then we forget it two weeks later. Yeah, I mean it was very it was really good. It was very enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I'm just having a hard time remembering. Well, it, 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 they're they're extremely episodic, and the fact that like there's no through line. With these movies, I guess like the only other franchise you could compare it to that's like long running at this point is the Furious films. But yeah. those yeah. those movies kind of they build mythology on top of each other. Yeah, this and, one like sort of creates a new one every time. Mission Impossible kind of creates a new one every single time. New director, yeah. new writers, yeah. pretty much new everything with the exception of Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames and now Simon Pegg. Yeah, well, I guess you can, you can differentiate them by who they add to the movie in whichever one. Right. Yeah. Christopher McQuarrie wrote the fourth one and then directed and wrote this one, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. Cool. And I, I, I really, I, I think he is evolving as a director. I've liked most of the stuff he's done, um, including uh, Jack Reacher. Um, he's actually one of those people. I think I've liked everything he's done. Uh, going back, I mean, he did Usual Suspects, Way of the Gun. I think Way of the Gun is criminally underrated. Uh, uh, I, you wrote both of those, or? Uh, he wrote Usual Suspects. Okay. He wrote and directed Way of the Gun. Okay. I've never and then, seen Way of the Gun. And then it's he good. wrote, he wrote Valkyrie. Yeah. The movie where no one, where like Tom Cruise just speaks English. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. No accent. No, don't worry about that. Tom Cruise just can't kill Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like immediately after watching this, I just kind of had the urge to go back and uh, rewatch a bunch of the Mission Impossibles. Uh, so I rewatched all of them. And even two? Oh, yeah, even two. Uh, yeah, we watched one and two then. Yes, we did. Yeah, we watched one and two back there to back. Lots, lots of doves everywhere. and You know, there aren't as many doves, but there's still, you know, a couple of doves. 
It's. I think it, it has more doves than like Broken Arrow did, but less <laughs> less doves than The Killer or Hard Boiled. Okay. okay, all out. But yeah, I mean, this movie on 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 a whole, it's it's extremely enjoyable. It's it's a very good summer movie. Tom Cruise is in his wheelhouse making these movies. Yeah. The only real, real I mean, and yeah, it, I'd say it's not forgettable because it's not good. It's forgettable because. Again, there's nothing that like keeps these movies tied together. Yeah. They pretty much reboot their mythology each time. So I have nothing to really grab onto. Um, it's but kind I'd say, of the like, problem where, where they're all similar but different, right? Yeah. Yeah, where they all sort of run together. Yeah. Like, especially the last three. Right. And, 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 and like, it's not that the movies necessarily run together, but now with these last three, the set pieces will. So I'll be like, wait, he was underwater in which one? And then that whole building collapsed. And with, like I'm gonna start mixing up like wh- when he did whatever cool thing he did. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Renner, what's up with your agent, bro? Because that guy must not like you. He did what nothing happened? in this movie. What yeah. happened? Ex- was it just was because he was the exposition machine? I don't know, but like why? I, I know the franchise was gonna get handed off to him, and then like it really seemed know, like it. That His was what they were. Fell, that I think, was too much. That was the idea. Fall as far as everyone thought it was going to. Right, and and so you have him kind of not making a whole lot of sense in the fourth movie, and now you're keeping his character as like a pseudo handler, but he's not even really that. He's just the guy to say, Ethan, that's a crazy idea. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. They're the impossible mission force. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can do it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I think this, this one didn't have a cool enough villain. I think is is also the the main thing is like the problem with like it being a shadowy organization that you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't know who they're fighting for a long time, and I think the mystery of whether or not the, like the one gal is bad or anything like that, like that's not really compelling enough. Because like again, like the movie is like it's good and like the set pieces are cool as always, uh, but I think that there wasn't enough of. Uh, you know, something for them to fight against that, that made me, like, really want it. Because I, like, I feel like the fourth one, I saw it and, like, I wanted to see it again. Same thing with the third one. This one, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm good for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, made me, um, it made me really remember that I liked those movies a lot. Like, again, this is why I wanted to go back and just, like, rewatch them all. Uh, but yeah, I was not yeah. running back out to the theater to go and see this one again or anything like I that. The villain I was, would never tell you, like, go see, go see it while it's still in theaters. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think the villain... I liked him. I li- I liked being him being understated. Yeah. But he almost needs to work having another villain that's not that. Like yeah. he almost needed to have either like a second in command that's like a fucking lunatic. Right. Or he needs to be the second in command for somebody who's a lot more, you know, like not not in a snidely whiplashian, but like <laughs> someone who who's gotta have a little bit more gravitas because he. He spoke quietly and like he was very intellectual and methodical, and that's cool. But like, I'm not afraid of it. Right. I don't know. I feel like he would have worked really well having like uh, an opposite counterpoint villain. Yeah. And if they were trying to build uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character as like the, well, we don't know where her motivations are, well, then they didn't do enough of a good job. But that said, like, this is an enjoyable movie. Yeah. It's probably like. Not as good as four or three. Definitely better than two. It's probably like right in the middle, but not not that that's a bad thing because I like all these movies. So I'm thinking they should add The Rock to this series, and honestly, just, yeah, just go from there. They could. I think that's the next step. The Rock and Tom Cruise in a movie. I don't. I oh, how's okay. I so think that uh, would be pretty great. What if The Rock is the villain that also does crazy stunts like Tom Cruise? Like, also hangs off the other side of an airplane. <laughs> like, they're okay. Just, like, they're both hanging off the same airplane. What is this, like, jingle all the way? And they're both, yeah. like, trying to, like, get to the same... I, get, I imagine, like, it being some kind of holiday movie. I, I want to see them in a holiday movie guys, where their dad's dueling for some guys, reason. Guys, can we email this podcast to ourselves so it's copyrighted or something? <laughs> Because we just made a million dollars. Yeah, that is definitely. I think we made more than a million. All right. So after, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way to go with that. And let's talk about the wrong way to go with a little bit of the Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, I guess we have to. 
Fantastic Four, uh, directed by Second Time and Last Time Director Josh <laughs> Frank. Uh, four Young yeah, Outsiders. What's human that? Torch Bridges. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, the Invisible Career. Um, four oh. young outsiders teleport to an alternate and dangerous universe, which alters their physical form in shocking ways. The four must learn to harness their new abilities and work together to save Earth from a former friend turned enemy. The horrors of alcohol, right, guys? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Don't get drunk in science. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this movie... <laughs> Man, this movie's real stupid. I, I almost, and, and like, I, I've gotten to the point with this movie where I almost, like, I've come full circle and, like, I feel bad even shit. Like, this movie yeah. now should have happened. We, it's been we, shit on so much, too. We, we all know it shouldn't have. We yeah. know it was a mistake. We know it was to hang on to rights. Regardless of whatever Josh Trank's motivations were to, to direct this movie, his motivations and the studios were clearly different from the get-go. But that's, I mean, that's the weird thing that I want to say, hey, let's go with the filmmaker because I'm sure he had a good good idea. But his whatever his vision was still wasn't a Fantastic Four movie. No. no. And but that's it, not what anyone wants anymore. Like, I'll, say, like, I'll say this, though. Like, that's the fucking problem, though. Like, how how could they have looked at the dailies for this movie in the beginning, having seen Chronicle, which is like a darker movie, and said, "Yeah, that's the right way to go for this. Yeah, this this is why the hell did they choose him? Yeah, of all people, who was like trying to make this grounded, dark Cronenbergian film. Like that's not Fantastic it's just Four. A weird tone it's for probably the it's probably more interesting, but not if it's Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, like that. That almost sounds like it, you do that as a comic first or something like that. Like if you right. want to try this, like the body horror, like thing for that, like." Maybe start that as something not attached to a studio, like because it seems like a little naive to think your artistic vision of something that crazy, of something that, that they're going to clearly want to monetize to the nth degree. Right, right. Like, like you're know. no Mark Millar. <laughs> Joke. That guy sucks. But uh, <laughs> I could I could see him trying to write uh, Mark Millar like the the uh, bizarro Fantastic Four where everything is dark. Um, and I could see that being turned into a movie that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you but you still wouldn't call that Fantastic Four and have mm-mm. the Marvel logo on top of that. No. It's it just like, it doesn't work. And also, as a, as a superhero film, there's no real superhero. superheroics. Yeah. yeah. No. Of, of any kind. Most so, of the action is on TV screens. All of the action, pretty much. There's like one 12 second scene in the woods that has some action in it, and then like the very last scene where like no one has any motivation, and like honestly no one's been likable this whole time. And what the fuck is Portishead getting mentioned in this goddamn movie for? I, like this is not a movie. This isn't a movie that I pretend to like more than I do in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a movie that only I see and tell people it's cool because I'm in the Portish head. Trying really hard. It's just like the most tired movie cliche when like a a nerdier guy goes up to a girl and she's like, "No, I'm listening to this band who you totally don't know." Right, and like right. we're going to this is like and that's not character development. There's the whole like oh, this is the shins. They'll change your life. Oh god. Bullshit. Uh also, so, uh, another that, point that I think that, Pete, you had brought up when we first uh, talked about the movie is that uh, Reed Richards goes up to Sue Storm and just like, uh, have you ever read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? And she's like, yeah, we're in a genius school. I think I'm going to know who Jules Verne is. And, like, what's the point of all this right now? And, like, why would he not know about this secret society? Or not even a secret society. Like, why would he not know about this school? Yeah. Like, uh, the, the, he's the, a whole science nut. But, like, science magazines and newspaper articles about it. If you're, like, a super smart science dude, I think you know what the Baxter Foundation or Baxter or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how do you not – how were you, like, so confused about it? It's just, like, needless exposition. Like, you, who cares? Just, like, yeah, he knows. Go. Well, you're and, not, not going to fill us in anymore. And I think that's, like, the most obnoxious part about this movie that's not getting enough uh, criticism is – this movie, regardless of who directed it and who produced it, was written like shit. It was just, it just make. Yeah. I don't care about a single. 
I couldn't have cared less about anything that happened on screen. And that's not because I was like prepared to dislike the movie. I wanted to be the guy to have a dissenting opinion on this. I really wanted to. But no, like you have very charismatic people in this movie. Or at yeah. least Michael B. Jordan and, uh, and Miles, um, Teller. Miles Teller and uh, hell, hell, all the the cast. Like it's a good cast. Like, and that's what su- sucks is like you took a really good cast and you you made a movie that like they're not going to be able to come back from. Toby Kebbell, I thought in spots was a vaguely interesting Victor Von Doom. Yeah, and you'd never get to see any of that. Yeah, they were just all given nothing to do. And it, it, it's so weird that it suffered from every single mistake that the first two Fantastic Four movies did a decade ago. Yeah. and and But we've had countless good comic book movies since then. Yeah. It's showing what people want to see is the, the high action and, like, get to the fucking powers. Don't take 45 right. minutes. Yeah. Like, at and, that point, we had, we'd only had, what, Spider-Man and X-Men, really. Mm-hmm. And, like, since then, we it's opened up. We, we can shoot considerably. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It, like I, I, I used to be like, oh, no way, that'll look like a good movie. Yeah. With, when a new movie was announced, or I couldn't like fathom what a character would look like. I've now gotten past that. Like I'm like, oh, you're gonna make that? Cool, whatever. That sounds good. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter what the special effects are, what the constraints are, what the world is. It's probably gonna be decent because if you know the characters, there's enough good writers in Hollywood and enough directors that know that can that are competent enough to make this movie should not have been this bad yeah had no business being this bad but and, tim heidecker he was in it and that was weird that was, that weird. was weird, really yep. weird and then like they they do the whole cut to one year later thing through like what seems oh. to be the only interesting thing that was yeah. that was the most obnoxious like that didn't make sense to me really oh yeah so a year later yeah i'm just a killing machine now don't worry about it yeah i just murdered 43 people because I, I got nothing else better to do. And I've been locked in this jail cell for a year, pretty much. But you know, I'll still I'll keep doing it. You guys are going to get me out of here, right? All right, cool. Yeah, I trust you. Uh, yeah, you know. Like clearly, like clearly, it was rewritten every few yes. days. And yes. It was like so chopped up, and it, but they also like left in dumb stuff that didn't make sense, like the the uh, the lab coat jokes. Yeah, I that think there was twice. I, Remember when we talked about this? I think, yeah. think we, I think they cut out the first time lab coats were brought up as jokingly. So then when we got the next two beats, we're like the f- more punched up versions of them. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think at some point when Reed gets invited here, him and Ben were supposed to have a conversation about, oh, yeah, I bet they're, they're going to make you wear a lab coat. And Reed's like, oh, I don't think they really, I don't think they really wear lab coats. Or something. And then when they get there, that's when you see Ben Grimm go, oh, I guess they do really wear lab coats. But that comes out of nowhere. So then later on when uh, uh, Johnny says it, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not wearing a lab coat. You're just like, no, you, you, I think you cut out the first beat of this. Like, like, the I, did not, I did not remember it whatsoever. grounding part of this, this joke. Yeah. I think you just skipped over. Uh, so do you guys think that like uh, they have seven years or whatever what, right to, to make another one? They said they were. Wait, um, it, it's seven years. That's I think so, right? Wasn't I think I read online well, that it's like till twenty twenty two or something like that. Wow, really? Uh, to keep the rights, so I, I mean, have had a lot shorter time on it. I would. I I feel like that. That's a really long time. But then again, what what did we have between the last one? It was like oh seven. So it no, I was a little. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably oh seven oh eight. Right, but I think it's not necessarily release. It's production, right? Oh, okay, I see. So as long as they're just, like, starting development on it in yeah, some granted, fashion. Yeah, granted when this deal was signed, I'm sure that they weren't expecting that, like, movies like this were churned out every two years. Right. That's yeah. True. Yeah. So, I mean, how, like, do you think there's any way of saving Fantastic Four? Like, is this, I, I don't, this it? I don't know what you do now. Because, like... I mean, so, Sony was smart to give up and just say, hey, Marvel, we really need your help with Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Here, take them, but we're sharing the profits. I don't... I, how can Fox... Not want to do that. So indignant and say no, no. Well, we can still Fox, do this on our own. Fox historically as a studio has really like had con- con- a lot of contentious relationships with other other studio other studios other producers. They're they're not gonna, they they're known for not playing nice. I don't see them like turning with their tails between their legs because they, they, I I think they go back. They try to make this work. I really do because. Yeah. You can't if you're rebooting it for a third time without Marvel, and I don't yeah. think they'll call Marvel in. Oh no! 
So I, I think they're going to try to make this work, and they're going to do what doesn't oh, make any sense and shoehorn it into the X-Men universe. It, it's going to be, I think this is going to be the same thing all over again. I think cut to seven years from now, the same conversation happens. Of why did they do an origin story again? This makes no oh, sense. I, 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 don't, I, I think that this is going to be the franchise that just never, I don't think it ever comes back to Marvel. And I think we're going to have four Fantastic Four movies that are bad. Yeah. Before we have a good one, so they still have, have one yeah, shitty movie shit to make. All right, so that's not so bad. So just like fourteen more years, guys. Yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna, gonna be like 40, I'm gonna be like a I'm gonna be forty five years old before there's a decent Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, we're gonna be on episode like seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, we're gonna move All right. Uh, so uh, this movie really. sucks. Don't go see yeah. it. Yeah. No, don't see it. All right, Pete. Well, I don't think we have to tell anybody that. Yeah. Pete, we've got Pete movie corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we've got a bunch of stuff. You guys decided to see everything, huh? Yeah, you know, had had some you know stuff to do, I guess, which ended up you, being you going got, to movies. You got to die from something. Exactly. And if it's not overexposure to whatever radiation is coming out of the screens, then I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, so what should we go for first? What, what are you feeling? What am I feeling? Yeah. Now, okay, well, well, I, I don't know how much we talked about it. Did, did we mention, did I mention Chris Farley on the last podcast? No, you did not. Okay, so let's talk real quick about I Am Chris Farley. Yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah, it's an interesting, done. I, I would definitely say, if you're really interested in him, uh, read the book, The Chris Farley Show. That's what you're saying. You're saying it gets, yeah. like, way more in-depth about, like, what actually happens. Like, this yeah, does not uh, go into the depressing bits all that much. They kind of glance on it for, like, a minute just to, like, let you know, like, oh, it happened. But really, it's just a celebration of his life from people who, like, knew him and really loved him. Yeah, th- this, yeah, the movie's way more of a, way more of a sort of, hey, look at, look at what he did and, and, yeah. and who he was sort of thing. The book, the book is an oral history, so, you know, it's just written through interviews. Yeah. Like every page is like four different people talking about a single event. So there's like, it's really, it's, it's so in depth. It's so interesting because it really, it really does goes into his addictions. It really does go into, uh, you know, it talks a bit about Shrek. It talks about the plan, David Fincher, Fatty Arbuckle movie. Oh wow. Um, it, it goes into a lot of stuff. It's a much more in-depth look at it. You know, the problem with reading that book and then seeing this documentary, when they were talking about something, I wanted to see all the talking head moments of it. Not just right. the two best that they selected. You know, the book selected the like the five best or the six best. Right. So you got a lot more uh, insight into it. But it was still it was it's still great to see. So if you love the dude, yeah, yeah see the movie. But if you love the dude, really do yourself a favor and read this book. If you see this documentary, uh, you are probably going to immediately want to watch Tommy Boy. Oh yeah, that's which is what I did immediately after watching this documentary. Uh, uh, is this on demand? Like, how how does one is this in theaters on demand? It, I don't know if it's still in theaters. It is on VOD. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, okay, so let's talk, what about, uh, what about Man From U.N.C.L.E.? Oh, um, I, so, I, I, be quick with this, because I feel like this movie's so bad, I don't even want to hear about it. It's, it's just, okay, it's so not aggressively I, bad. Yeah, I, I went to the movies one day, and I saw The Man From U.N.C.L.E., and then saw Straight Outta Compton, and then was texting with Russ about Straight Outta Compton, and then put my phone away, and then literally was like, wait, what did I see before Straight Outta Compton? And I could not remember. I had to go into my wallet and take out the ticket. To yeah. see the movie, the movie I saw five hours ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, this movie definitely isn't great. I think it's, uh, there's some good performances. Uh, it's completely forgetting. Hammer, actually, I, I enjoyed his performance, how, like, yeah, crazy it was. was but, good. But, uh, but if, was... If, 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 if you saw either of Guy Ritchie's um, Sherlock Holmes's, oh. and you yeah. know a little bit about 50 spy movies, you've already seen this film. Yeah, pretty much. It's a, it's it's you know it's pretty forgettable for the most part. Uh, it, I think that uh, what's his name? It's, it's uh, Army Hammer and who else? Who's the other guy in it? Henry Cavill. Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry, Henry oh, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Superman. Yeah. He like I guess my Not question great. is I really can't stand him in this movie. Who? Henry Cavill. Yeah, it's really obnoxious uh, in this. My question is okay. The Man from Uncle was a short-lived 1960s spy show. Yep. Back in an era where there were like maybe seven spy shows on the air at the same time, and it was the Pretty least successful, le- least running show of all of them. Right. Why are we getting this? Man? Was it the only explanation I have is this movie must have like when Mission Impossible came out forever ago. Um, they must some 
company must have been like, shit, we need our Mission Impossible. And then, and then it's just languished in development hell for like 15 years. Just, yeah, exactly. Because there's no reason that this movie makes any sense. No, there really like, isn't. I've never seen an episode of Man From Uncle. No, I mean, no one has. <laughs> No, it's, well, it's a beloved-ish type show. Yeah, I not, think. It's, it's, I, it's not beloved. It's 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 like almost niche. The show was on for th- granted three seasons doesn't mean something's not good. But like oh. anybody who was alive for this show, like let's say you were like fifteen when the show came on. Yeah, sure. You're in your you're in your late you're your early sixties now. Yeah. Who is this for? I don't. Yeah, no. Tiki seems to like it. Well, yeah, well, Tiki just, doesn't know anything. I think it was really just them trying to capitalize on Guy Ritchie's success, uh, like reimagining stuff. Did yeah. Sherlock Holmes do that well? Like Sherlock Holmes, Holmes did very well. Really. The first one did really well. The second one did well enough that you can make another one, and that's okay. Like kind of like a Night at the Museum two sort of. I didn't. Thing. I didn't mind his Sherlock Holmeses. I no, thought they no. were like they're not Sherlock Holmes movies. Sherlock no, Holmes movies, they're, but they're good. But it's yeah. But it, it's Holmes and Watson in that, and they're very charismatic, and you like seeing them on screen. And here you really don't care. Like this is like uh, Henry Cavill's accent or whatever the hell he's doing through this just makes him seem like he is like the one campy actor in a movie full of people who are not really trying to be campy. In a way, and it's just like it just feels out of place, and you're just like, okay, I, I get it, I guess, but you you can drop it now. Uh, yeah. Com- yeah, just just completely forgettable. Don't bother seeing it unless yeah. like unless your dad was a fan of the show and they and they really want to see it. Take them, whatever. Hard, yeah. Don't don't yeah. see it. Uh, all right, what else do we got here? Um, actually, you know what? Before we go on to another one, we saw. Let me tell me about No Escape. Oh, I was I the only one that saw it? I think so. I have not I, seen that yet. Spoiler: This movie's only about escaping. But if they don't, then there's still no escape. No, but that's all they do. <laughs> the entire film is just escape. Oh, so it's like some escape. Or mostly escape. We escape. Not no escape. Boom. Should be called we, we're, we're escaping. Okay, we're escaping. Okay, so we're escaping the movie. Uh, yeah, so good, bad, dumb. Uh, it's weird because it's... it's I gotta say, like, yeah, you've, if you've seen the trailer, the part when they throw the kid over the roof... like That's why I want to see this movie. And it's still really tense in the movie. They shouldn't show that part in the trailer. Well, they have two kids. Oh. Uh-oh. So it's still super tense. Um, it's, but I just it's, think it looks funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was one of those movies that's like, I don't know. Hey, I don't know why we made this. I don't know why we took the time to do this. Like what? Because there is a little bit of a weird, like, sort of uh, imperialistic message towards the end. Really? That, that well, the funny thing is it hits both America and the UK. Like, hey, uh, like it's both of you. <laughs> wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And it, but, but the weird thing is that the message comes directly after a, an attempted rape scene. <laughs> okay. It's so you're, wow. kind of, you're kind of just like in shock from this previous scene. And then, this, then it's when they're like, hey, hey, this is why we made this. And this is the message. But it's like, you, you can't do that now. That is so weird. Wow. Like we're all we're all in a really uh weird spot right yeah. now. All right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it it is still tense, I'll give it that. But it's it's one of those things that I don't know why it was made. I don't I don't know why they thought this was a story that needed to happen. Mm. And uh it's it's strange because it, it's from uh the, you know the two brothers that wrote and directed it are like usual horror movie people. They oh, did really? As Above So Below <laughs> and another I can't remember. Bless you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the button to mute, and I accidentally, uh, my sneeze, I <laughs> uh, hit it again. Nice. Uh, all right. Yeah, so, sounds like, I don't know, is I mean, it, it not even dumb enough to be, it's not even, like, funny, is it just, like, super serious, and then, no, like, well, I mean, I guess it has a heavy-handed watching, ending. Is it worth watching at home? I would say, yeah, if you're looking for, okay. like, a tense thriller, go right ahead, like, because it isn't funny, that's the thing, like, it actually is, like, kind of tense, but the whole time, you're like, why are we doing this? Like, what, okay. I don't know. There's, I don't, it was very strange. All right. If I watch it at home, like, can I? I can like be on my cell phone and stuff, and that's like fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. I'll watch it at home. Done. Just like start really paying attention when they're on a roof, and like it's one of those movies that you'll know when you should really low watch because it's about to get tense. Cool. Okay. I'll, I'll, it's like the type of movie to watch when you're like doing chores. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's three really tense. Well, I guess there's four really tense scenes. Um, there's, there, yeah, there's the rooftop one, there's, like, one scene in an office building, and there's, like, one scene in the courtyard, which is the attempted rape, and, uh, 
towards the end by the river is really tense. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Vatican tapes is really bad. No, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's enough about that. Uh, shocker. I know. Um, let's see here. What else is here? Uh, the end of the tour. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, especially just for all the Rolling Stone references. I think it's pretty fun. Um, I really like David Foster Wallace. Uh, oh, in school yeah. And stuff. That got I, was, sorry, I, I want to check that out. I don't know what's up with that limited release because it, it. I mean, we get a New it's York. It's been limited for a very long time. Yeah. New York gets a ton, of, ton of limited release stuff, but it does open wider than that. Especially a movie with those two. Yeah, you would you get, think so. Think it's still start? in what, like two or three theaters? I think it's up. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it might be what Angelica eighty six. Are they like? Are they trying Lincoln. to platform it for like a, a heavy fall release? I don't even think so. I, I don't think that this thing has that kind of legs. I don't understand. Like, I've been hearing about this movie, I feel like, since June. Yeah. And actually since before that, because it was a Sundance film, right? Yes. It's, it's uh, Jason Siegel and who else? Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, that's right. A lot of Jesse Eisenberg this, this podcast. <laughs> and Siegel's apparently supposed to be fantastic. He is. Siegel's really great. Uh, he looks, like, very similar uh, uh, when he's all dressed up like uh, like Wallace. So it's really cool. Uh, like it, like immediately after seeing, it, I was like, Oh man, there's a, I want to go buy the book that this is based on so I can read the entire interview. Uh, and then I like, I picked up, uh, some of the old Dave Foster Wallace books I had lying around. I was like, Oh, let me read a couple of the articles again. Like it really got me in the mood to actually just want to read some of his stuff again. Uh, it's, it's really is just about, uh, like some of the conversations they had though. Like, uh, there's not too much more to it. Uh, okay. it, it kind of opens with the writer finding out that he died. And then it just cuts to like him starting listening to tapes and then just goes through a bunch of interviews and then it ends with him doing like a book reading. Uh, so, I mean, just, you know, be ready for that. And, and if you, you know, if you like the two of them, it's pretty good. I will say Jesse Eisberg is the worst fake smoker I have ever seen on, on camera, but uh, whatever. Uh, but it's good. I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Um, see, we talked about that one. The Gift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I kinda got there. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, then that's it. Then see you guys later. <laughs> just trying to remember what I thought about it. It's like it's pretty good. Yeah. It's uh, okay. Uh, I, I good good effort on Joel Egerton writing and directing it as well. Uh, yeah. Really gave himself a real weird character to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not. It's I think it's one of those movies that made itself out in trailers to be way more intense than it is. Yeah. And it. It's almost to its detriment a tiny bit. Yeah. Like if you guys, if you guys remember when uh, the original trailers for Catfish came out, yes, sure. and it looked like it was going to be a horror movie, yeah, and then it just absolutely wasn't. Like that worked. Yeah, totally. This was almost too close to what it looked like, with st- while still being something a little bit tamer. Yeah, but there was so, also a better story to Catfish too. Oh, yeah. Like that was interesting. The people there were interesting and everything. Um, again, I mean Bateman's good in this. Uh, you know, Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall, also, uh, very good in this. It's, it's not like, yeah, I mean, all the components were there. I, I thought that the ending was very, like, I love the little twists that they had, like coming up to the end and, and all like the, I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, yeah, that's a movie I actually do want to see. Yeah. I, I would definitely check I, I it out. I think it ended well. Yeah. Unrelated. Is Rebecca Hall English? Probably. Right? Probably. Because I feel like she's like not in movies enough. That she must be from somewhere else and is like doing other stuff over there. Yeah, probably. This is like every two to three years she's in a movie, mm-hmm. which is a weird release pattern. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Out. She's yep, from Utah. Nice. All right. Uh, Answers that question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, there, there's the nice trivia host reveal at one point during the movie, which is great. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you, uh, that's when you really understand that this guy's a big old creep. Yep, that's when I figured it out. I was like, oh, uh, now I understand I, I, I this find him kind of relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... Call me did I, oh, did I, I talked about, Did I talk about Mr. Holmes last time? I can't remember. I know we talked about it at some I point. I don't remember. Yeah, give us a, I, give I, us I a quick, quick bit on Mr. Holmes. Uh, Mr. Holmes was good. It was, it was a, it was a, it's a great character piece for Ian McKellen. Um, I would say see it. It's well done. Uh, you know, I would definitely rent it or something. You know, or, or get catch it streaming somewhere. Yeah. But it, you know, it's 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 a it's a really interesting movie about uh, senility and uh, being a really old person that just almost it, it benefits from it being Sherlock Holmes. So yeah, I'm gonna watch that at home. Yeah, I really do want to see that one. Uh, that that looked really good. Uh, I loved all the trailers for it. Just he looked perfect for the part and everything. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah. Um, all right, so how about Sinister 2? 
And let's keep this spoiler free because I'm still seeing that. Yeah, I, I I need me some bagul in my life. I'm very sad I haven't seen this yet. I think the, the first. I think we all really enjoyed the first one. One part of that was because the the videos that they would watch were really cleverly done. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't the case anymore. Yeah, not really. There's uh, maybe like one or two. Well, there's like one that you're just like, okay, that's cool. The other ones are just like, uh, I don't really. You're going too like like you were saying, Pete. Like it, it seemed in the first one that it was like things kids could actually do, and now you're just like, I don't, I don't know about this one. Yeah, yeah, they said, because also, I mean, they do do a good job of, like, you know, the whole <laughs> kind of twist of the first one is the sense that it turns out it's the kids who murder everyone each time. Yeah, right. So then you know this the entire time, but I think they do a pretty good job of, like, playing with that and kind of showing it from a different light, but I, I don't know, the, the stakes didn't feel nearly as high, I didn't really feel as connected to these people. Yeah. Um, it, it, I don't know, I, I, but I, I really think it's because it just wasn't uh, creep, as creepy as the first one. Yeah, and I feel, I mean, we were actually talking about this. I don't know if it fucks with the mythology of Sinister, but I think it does. I think it changes it. Is this this the Boogles origin story? Not even, no. It takes place right after. It kind of makes it seem like, you know, there's different, Boogul will go on different strings in different places. I guess that's true, yeah. So this deputy's been, like, working on, like, defeating each string sort of thing. His name was actually Deputy So-and-so? I don't remember. That's apparently. I'm just looking. Like, all right, I did not realize. That. Well, that's what his name was in the first. That's the nickname in the first one. That, unless they ever give him a, an actual I, name. I don't think they do. Yeah. Uh, he who's that? Uh, James Ransom. James Ransom. I love that dude. Man, I don't know about his performance, and it feels I, so too much like he's trying to be like Officer Dewey from Scream at times. Like that, that's how I feel about when I see him on screen. Well, I just think the, 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 the dialogue wasn't written very well for him. Like his jokes didn't really land and his charm didn't really land. Yeah. There is one hysterical moment towards the end, but we'll uh, Oh, yeah. ah, now I now I said no spoilers. All right. All right. Yeah. All now right. he knows that something funny happens. Uh, <laughs> you'll but see it. Sossaman's in it. And I had a crush on her when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah is it good to see her back? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, uh, I saw Mistress America. That new oh, man. Oh, man. How many? All right, guys. We got it. We got it. Two senses on a movie that one person saw. Yeah, this is. No, 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 no. Don't, don't try and like horseshoe. The, like, hey, I would have been done with it already if you didn't butt in right now. Yeah. So just think Jesus about that. Notoriously fast. Yeah, so fuck off, honestly. <laughs> uh, new Greta Gerwig, new Obamback. I think it was it was pretty good. Uh, like initially, uh, Gerwig's character is like kind of just annoying, but uh, like twenty. I mean, the movie's like eighty four minutes long, so it's pretty quick. And yeah, exactly. Uh, and then yeah, you get kind of used to it, and then by the end, you just you kind of enjoy a lot of the characters and sort of where the story went and things like that. Um, is it pretty known Bombacky? Yeah, it's pretty known Bombacky. Uh, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hitman Agent 47. Hitman Agent 47. Man. I was falling asleep to this movie. I, I, Alright, so this movie is like oddly overcomplicated, but at the same time just like too dumb. Yeah. Uh, it takes itself like super seriously too. Yeah, which is such a mistake. I don't yeah. know why these movies try to do that. It's weird. Uh, the tone's very weird. Uh, the big twist that actually happens in the movie you see in the trailer... Uh, and I think that that twist would have actually been interesting to to witness in the theater, but I nope. don't even remember the trailers. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but is this actually a sequel to the last one, like a follow up to the last Hitman movie? I don't know. I think I it, don't remember. I, I saw the last one. I don't remember a single thing about it besides Orgorlenka. Like, kind of like an intro montage, and I don't remember enough of the first Hitman movie to know if we were seeing scenes from it or not. I don't even remember if I saw the first Hitman movie. What it was being developed, I know. I what I had gathered, and I hadn't seen either movie, is that it was gonna. They were kind of incredible hulking it to the Hulk, where it's like, yeah, it's a sequel, but like ignore some stuff, but it's kind of a sequel. But a, a seek boot. Okay. But uh, like, like, yeah. it's like a soft, a soft reboot. Okay. Interesting. But uh, I, yeah, I don't not care because no. I don't like the games, and uh, I yeah, no, I won't like the movies. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah, just over overly complicated, trying to be too serious, not interesting, stupid plot, and just not not good. Yeah. Um, court, one question: Is yeah. Zachary Quinto at least fun? 
Because really? generally he know like when he's in something terrible, he knows it's terrible and he has I don't fun. Know why he did this? That's yeah, the. I don't. And they didn't even show good. him in any of the trailers until like the second one, like a few weeks before it came out. Weird like, I feel like on. they were not they were not hyping up the fact that Zach Quinto's in this. I I, I yeah, would have saw it if I knew he was in it sooner. There you go. Hear that, that studios? Uh, all right, Z for Zachariah, Pete. Uh, I well, I guess a lot of people. I think you guys are going to see this too. Um, but, I'm yeah, half. Let's, let's I'm on half, this one. I'm literally going to watch the last half of it when this is done. So I won't say a lot. I really liked it. I thought it was well done. It, 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 uh, I thought it was a very – it's a very interesting story. It makes me want to read the book because I was re- – the funny thing is the, the book um, – apparently there's only two characters in the book. But in, in the movie, they moved it to three characters, which if you see the movie, is impossible of a plot to do with two. So – okay, um, Because the movie is all about a love triangle. So it's like I don't know what the book's about then. But it's good. Uh, definitely, oh, def- uh, definitely see it. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then one other one before we get to the final <laughs> closer. Hey, Boom. we wouldn't have had this many if you could have done the podcast over the last two weeks, Alex. Okay, that's right up. All right, uh, American Ultra. Uh, Max Landis is a kind of creative dude, I guess. I can't listen to that man speak. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't want to hear his dialogue. Yeah, oh. his dialogue's really bad in this movie. But the weird thing is, like, there's some really, like, kind of tender great character moments in this. There's, I, but, I kind of enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I would. It's not a yeah. good movie. but uh, yeah, it's, a little, it's a little too late is yeah. the problem. Because uh, I, I, I thought the dialogue was terrible, but then when they kind of get to this one little twist, it, I, I do like the story he's telling. Yeah. And it, you know, his whole thing, like Max Landis' big thing, he's like, he wants, he's like, oh, no one makes anything original anymore. But, and Like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, dude. I agree with you that. you made a movie that could have only come out at the end of August. Yeah. So you, you, we all know what that is. Or early January. Don't act like you're this fucking ingenue, all it's right? Not like it's the, You like... made Chronicle and American Ultra. <laughs> and also... You're and not, and not I mean, like it's the most original plot ever. And also, I mean, I hate to say it, and I, obviously I, I don't know much about his uh, work coming up, uh, going through that, but I mean, when you're like also the, uh, a, a legacy uh, filmmaker, um, I mean, right. you definitely had a bit more of a leg up than someone trying to make. Like, uh, how many people do you think can walk into an office and say, hey, I want to make a, a stoner born identity yeah. and yeah, not really. get like laughed out of a room? That's oh my God. Apparently, he, apparently, he wrote the upcoming Victor Frankenstein, which looks terrible. Yeah, it looks bad. of course he wrote it, and he's like, "There's no original ideas, bro." Uh, Frankenstein existed since like it. the seventies. Like, I mean, it's been around <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, don't say original ideas when all of your ideas up to this point have been like, "Oh, I'm gonna take that and that and mash them up." Uh, You're a mashup director. And, like, there's definitely, like, that, it's in the trailer, that stupid frying pan bit is the most annoying part. Like, that really, like, killed it. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there where you're just like, I believe this action. Yeah. Like, like like we were talking, like, in John Wick, you believe that action. Oh, yeah. And, like, and that scene in particular just pulls you the fuck out of it. You're just like, no. you, You literally had me hooked a little bit, and then you just killed it. Yeah. Um, and that, that was at the that was after the little twist, and it was getting a little interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they, they kind of they you went right back out as you said you went right back out of it. Yeah. Um, okay, it's the big one, guys. It's the one we've all been waiting for. Straight out of Compton. All right. All right. The uh, group NWA emerges from the mean streets of Compton in Los Angeles, California, in the mid '80s, and revolutionizes hip hop culture with their music and tales about life in the hood. F. Gregory. It is good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, From a biopic standpoint, um, it's clearly missing a lot of things that would have made you feel a lot differently about the people in the film. Yes, totally. But you can attribute that mostly to the fact that they produced it. They produced it, it, yeah. It feels like a a biopic about, like, a group that actually produced the biopic. Right. But that said, like, it's the the emotional beats that it hits Mm -hmm. and... Like the the film as a whole, it's like if you do if you don't know anything about this group, then it's probably a fantastic movie. Yeah. If you know a lot about this group, it's still very good. It's good. Like I I had like tiny tiny complaints, yeah. like some stuff that's missing and like a, a little obnoxious, like not obnoxious, but slightly annoying expository things. Like, oh, are you still writing oh. Friday? Oh my god, I know. 
Like they're, we know he wrote they, that. Every time they're, they are about to announce the name of a record label that they're going to start, and like it just like stop, pause, camera zoom in on their I, face. Aftermath. I love it. Aftermath. I was just like, oh it, it reminded me of of Fantastic Four when oh. he was like, "Hey, this thing, it's fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. what's your name? I'm. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, might... I know, yeah. Everything was just like, hey, Tupac, how's it going in there? It's oh, like... it's pretty great. Loving California. Now, as annoyingly winky as that was, I wanted so much more. Oh, I Because totally I was like, why are they yeah. talking about the Bone Dogs but not showing me the Bone Thugs? Right? I know. When they said that, I just wanted to be like, oh, and here's the video that they're doing right now and just to show that, a bit of... Uh, the the oh, Crossroads? crossroads oh, God. Yeah. I would have killed to have that video, that video in this movie. I and really like this movie. I, I liked it, too. And I thought the yeah. performance is really good. I the think uh, good. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cube's kid, he was uh, playing him. Obviously... Uh, probably very familiar with the uh, subject matter so, <laughs> of yeah. his dad, but um, I thought he did great. I think he did good. I, I think that uh, I thought that they all looked almost like exactly the part. Like I thought the kid who, looked, yeah. who was playing Easy E didn't look exactly like him, and then he put the glasses on. And I was like, holy shit! I, um, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Great. I, I like. I thought he was great. I thought his, his relationship with uh, Jerry Heller was was, good. was yeah. really well done because that's an odd oddly nuanced relationship that they had that could have been just like like someone taking advantage of somebody else but like you could tell that yeah like maybe i'm doing that a little bit but there is this kind of mutual respect that they had for each other that i feel like i don't know it, it, i just i thought it was a lot uh more interesting than i thought it would have been yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think it was it was good they i mean they all had their like their own temptations with evil throughout the movie, which was really good. And yeah, of course they, they you know, they do easy ease a lot more, but that's yeah. because he's the one that, you know, fell the most and needed to fall the most from a narrative standpoint sure, too. Sure. needed yeah. to fall yeah. the most because he becomes the more, the most sympathetic character by the end of it too. Yeah. And he's also dead. So you can just yeah, kind exactly. of yeah. you can make him, you can make him the, the emotional foil of everything. Well, like, I believe his right. was also producer. What's that? I thought it was his widow also producer. Yeah, she yes. also, she was, but yeah. um, uh, apparently his kid still. was was uh, auditioned to play him. He did, yeah, uh, but he did not end up getting the role. Um, that must suck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I read. I read. Uh, what, I like, what the still director was, was like reading what the director said. There was like uh, he he needed to lose a little bit of weight to play Easy in this movie. That's oh. Literally what they said. Um, uh, Pre eight. Interesting. Uh, I yeah, I saw this. I saw I this opening that. night. Uh, I saw this opening Thursday night, and it was like there was some really great stuff and some really bad stuff. The bad stuff was this one girl in the front row who just like wouldn't shut up and was talking very loudly. Uh, and whenever anybody tried to shut her up, she would either say, "You're just mad because you don't have this rosé," or mm-hmm. "You can have your mother suck my dick." Those are okay. the only, those were her two, only two responses, and eventually she did leave. Um, to be fair, I am kind of mad I don't have her rosé. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all are, uh, but. The great part was that whenever a song came on, just everybody was singing along. And, like, that's what I would love to go to a uh, Straight Outta Compton sing-along. I think that would just be so much goddamn fun. That actually would be fun. And I hate the idea of sing-alongs. Yeah. But, my, yeah. Uh, but this film is just a whoa, ton of Whoa, F. Gary Gray hasn't made a movie in six years? Yeah. It's really since, since Law Abiding Citizen. Yep. Which, I don't think uh, you and I uh, saw that in the theater, maybe? Yes, we did. Nice. Uh, but definitely check this. It's been at the. It's still. It was number one this last weekend too, right? Yep. Yeah. Three weeks this, in a it's row. been a yeah, first it's, movie or second movie this year to do three weeks in a row after Jurassic yeah, World. Jurassic World did like a month in a row or something oh, like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This. This is. This has been doing extremely well. Um. Which, I mean, from a race standpoint, one of my like one of the most annoying things ever is, and they're like, "Oh, this movie did better than anyone would have expected," and it's like, "Well, you know." Black people go to movies too, and like, <laughs> yeah, and also like people go to movies, and if a movie is good, it like that, that's basically like you're saying, oh, bla- a movie that has mostly black people in it, no one could possibly want to see that. <laughs> and the, I mean, the it thing overperformed. Is this, <laughs> this is about like kind of like uh, an important moment in music history. Yeah, huge. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there's it's obviously this is a very uh, you know it's, it's a subject matter people have been wanting to see on the big screen for a long time so right. um, I think it hit it hit at a, a great moment and a great time in the the release schedule too I think yeah. it's a oh yeah 
it, it was a light August, like it was a super light August, yeah. like with Fred, especially with Fantastic Four cratering. So you would have just had nothing but these like movies that like no one expected to do well. So Straight Outta Compton like pretty much saved August. Yeah, because it's uh, so funny because you could totally see how with less of a budget and with less production power, this would have been some sort of TV movie. Like, it's got to be that, like, it could have been that. At it could have been, like, a three-part miniseries get or the music. Like, I've seen a lot of decent, uh, like, decent low-budget biopics that have kind of fall it? apart because they can only use, like, they can't use the music or they yeah. can't use a lot of music and they can't cover that much time yeah. so they cover like like even uh it, it came out last year jimmy hendrix all is by my side oh, or two years ago with, uh, with uh, andre, andre benjamin yeah. that's that's actually a pretty decent movie i heard he was great in that he's fantastic yeah. but it covers it covers one year in his life okay. and they can't use any of the music that sucks so it's like you're, you really <laughs> hamstring people. Yeah. It's the rock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This that, is Jamie Jorpjarp. Is that what they right. based that whole thing on? I thought yeah. that's what that, that whole thing was actually based on. Really? I did not I know that. So. Um, but right, so what other biopics do you guys want now after seeing Straight Outta Compton? I want the Wu-Tang movie. Yeah. Definitely want the Wu-Tang movie. But we're going to get the Jay-Z movie. Ugh. Yeah. I'd take the Cypress Hill movie. We're not, I'd like, sell for the Tribe Called Quest movie. That that would be a good movie. That but would I be think, a good movie. I think we're going to want... <laughs> a, and now, movie. like, you know Studio Execs are saying, oh, my God, rap biopics. We yep. got gotta, to gotta get them. No, we need them now. Why is Vince McMahon? We got to get rap biopics. I'm sure uh, he's probably making a WWE Studios rap biopic. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. What? Who would so you put in your WWE? Who would you put in your WWE Studios uh, rap biopic? It's just all Macho, Macho Man's rap album. Yep. <laughs> John Cena's rap album. Oh God. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> Who plays Wiz Khalifa? Wiz Khalifa. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I think. I think we're gonna. And the thing is, we're not gonna see this trend next year because that's too soon yeah but two years from now we're gonna see a lot of these movies yes, yes we are. and i think we're gonna get a jay-z one and i think it's gonna be terrible yeah but well, i really want a wu-tang movie that'd be great that, that would great. Really be awesome staten um, island yeah slum shaolin can't wait if, if you know what rizzo could make it insane and like that's the thing like if it if it was actually a martial arts movie yeah <laughs> that would okay i'm in <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we've got a lot of big ideas that we've made in this podcast. I don't know if you know this. You can oh. find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at moviemoviepc. You can email us your comments, complaints. What, what is that? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. I think I missed something. but uh, By searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. And we have a show the third Thursday of every month. The next one is September 17th at Long Island City's The Creek and the Cave at 8 p.m. Come on out. It's usually pretty fun. Uh, we host a show, <laughs> Pig Pile, with our good friend and co-host, uh, Nick Murtado. Uh, God damn it. You guys are just... <laughs> mention, mention the emoticon that I just typed <laughs> and, the, and that it's affordable. What? I'm trying to help you. I, I, can't, I can't see any of the emoticons. They all just show up as blank spaces. <laughs> So, I'm having, this is the best time I've ever had with you. There's very cheap beer at Oh, the yes, there is. This is what I was trying to say. I was trying to produce it, though. I didn't and want guys, to say that. You, you can also bicycle there. And I was helping you with that one. Oh. Hey, and the shows are Rain or Shine. <laughs> <laughs> and Under the Stars, so beautiful. We'll see you guys next time. Guys, <laughs> no. you'll be rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs>